Are you ready to be motivated? motivated? Are you ready to receive some advice on how to live life at the next level? Next level. Well, you are in the right place. For the next few moments, Dr. Sims, America's number one personal development expert, will give tips on how to live a motivated life. He will be interviewing successful people who have tipped the scale of life in their favor. Get your notebooks, get your pens, open your ears, and listen to America's number one personal development expert, Dr. Walter Sims. Those notebooks, get those pens, because we got a fabulous guest today. He's an awesome young man, and uh, we're just thankful that he's uh, spending some time with us this afternoon. So you guys hold tight, get those notebooks, because we ready to get started. Let's count down, y'all. Guys, good afternoon, everybody. We're at a little different time today. We usually come on in the morning, but you know what? We on in the afternoon as we close out this month of October. Got a great young man uh, on the line. We've flown him all the way to the green room. He's he's mic'd up, ready to talk. And I love young brothers that are doing positive things. You know, a lot of the guys that are not doing positive things gets a lot of pub, a lot of PR. But there are men, young men, that's out here carrying the banner uh, for motivation and hope and inspiration, and i like to highlight those young men. I'm Dr. Sims, uh, host of the Dr. Sims Daily Show. I'm America's number one person development expert. Without any further ado, I'm ready to bring him on, y'all. This young man is an awesome, awesome young man. Good afternoon. Let's Jeremy Davis. What's up, man? Hey, how you guys doing, man? Uh, doing real well, man. Happy to be here. Man, it's your, man, what's the weather like where you are? Oh, yeah, Mount AZ. Yeah. Uh, Solid 84. Okay, okay. Man, I, uh, Jeremy, I've been to Phoenix, Arizona, okay. about two times. When I got off the airplane, Jeremy, uh, that heat, that heat grabbed me like a brother, man. He grabbed me like a 300-pound lineman for the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. If you if you come out at the wrong time, like in the summers, man, it's it's, it's gonna make you pay. Yeah. But you know, the other times of the year, eight months out of the twelve months of the year, man, it's, it's beautiful out here. That that's awesome, man. Well, listen, introduce yourself to everybody, man. Who is Jeremy Davis? Yeah. So yeah, my name is Jeremy Davis. Uh, played in the NFL for six years. Went to University of Connecticut. I was born in Memphis, Tennessee. I was raised there until about seven. Then my family moved to Georgia. And okay. Then, uh, was in Georgia all my life. So uh, I fell in love with the West Coast, playing with the Chargers for years. Right. And it's just like, I can't. Go with that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, you spoiled, right? You spoiled now, pretty, right? Pretty much, man. So, yeah, I, I said, what's the best thing that works out for me in terms of uh, cost of living and still Pacific Coast time in Arizona. So. That's what's up, man. <laughs> well, well, tell us this because, uh, now don't judge me. I play mm -hmm. Madden football. I got a PS5 and uh, my boys and I do another draft tonight as a matter of fact. So I love the NFL. And believe it or not, Jeremy, I follow and I can understand the football game more now since I played Madden. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. go ahead. No, no, I know. I say, yeah, man, it's an intriguing game, man. Uh, it's, it's funny, like, the more you get in tune with video games, you it, it, you find a way to learn, like, the aspects of how, you know, the game works. You That's know? right. Uh, That's um, right. Yeah. That's right. So what's one of your fondest memories? You say you went in the NFL for about six seasons. What's mm -hmm. one of your fondest memories of playing in the NFL? Man, yeah, when you when you asked me that question earlier, man, I, I feel like I had a 
plethora of thoughts that came to my head, man. Just trying to bury it down to one is pretty difficult. Um, you know, I can remember, I think we played a, a, a Sunday night against the Steelers. Right. We were down big time at halftime, but we had the grit. We came back and beat them on the road. That was fun. Right. Uh, we, I remember we had, I think, a Thursday night game against the Chiefs. Right. And we were down. We came back. We went for two. Converted. I saw. Game. I remember that game. Mike yeah. Williams caught the two point conversion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so stuff like that, man. Like especially winning seasons, man. It's just fun. And you know, and for me, playing the league, I was all, I was a special team ace. I didn't okay. have much production at receiver, but like I had production on those games on special teams, making tackles and stuff. So right, you know, it felt good to be a part of it uh, statistically and contribute to the win, man. So those are, those are at least two of them that came to my mind that were team efforts, but I know I contributed. Right. I um I, I, I sifted through a lot of pictures to to do our advertising for the, show today, for the show today, and every picture that when you have a close-up, you were smiling. So so yeah. to, to lead into our conversation today, what, what kept you so upbeat playing in the NFL? Because, you know, it's still a job. You still yeah. got to work out. You still got practice. And really playing on Sunday and Thursday night, that's really, that's nowhere near how intense practices were, you know. And that, that's what I hear guys say. But what kept Jeremy so upbeat during the football season? Man, it may seem like a cliche answer, but this is my true answer, just the, the gratitude of just being in the NFL. Amen. You know? Amen. Like, the circle gets smaller from high school to college and college and NFL, and it's like, I'm legit living my dream. Uh, you know, a lot of guys work hard to get here, pray to get here, and, you know, sometimes the Lord redirects that plan. They don't get to be at this level, but the fact that the Lord allowed that to be a part of my prescriptive will and being in the NFL, man, like, why would I not be happy? That is so awesome, man. I and, and your mom is saying hello. She's messing with me because, like I told you, I got on a cowboy jersey, and yeah. she's laughing and she's waving. But yeah. I, I just honor, I honor you so much, Jeremy. Uh, your mom was sending me some of your TikToks, and I'm like, wow, I love yeah. your message because it's so it resonates so with what I'm doing. So, so what's got you being this voice of really of men? speaking about their heart and speaking about their feelings, what's got you motivated to do this right now? Man, honestly, it's literally just my love for Christ, man, and Christ being a man, sacrificing himself for you, for me, and for everybody, and just seeing what his word says about being vulnerable and and speaking up about our feelings, man. It's like I, I, I want to obviously pertain true scripture into our reality, and, and show men like like speaking about your feelings is not a weakness. That's I think we, we we've been taught and growing up to like be tough, which is nothing wrong with being tough. Right. But don't equate speaking about your feelings as a weakness, though. That's good. And that's really your strength. That's good, Jeremy. That's really good. I and I love another saying that you did another video, and I think this is your theme: obedience is greater than religion. Where has that come yeah. from? Where did that come from? Uh, in short, and, and I gotta fix the the thing. It's obedience over religion, and, okay. and that started okay. with. Uh, in short, man, I was talking to one of my buddies who says he's a Christ follower. Okay, and he wanted me to talk to one of his friends, and okay. the way he approached the conversation. Okay, he was just like, "Hey, Jeremy, can you talk to my friends? Because I know that you're pretty religious." I was just like, okay. like, <laughs> "Like, what do you mean religious, bro? What do you mean? You okay. Christ like me? Okay." And I, I said, I, I believe the 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 pursuing 
For the pursuing of obedience has now been mistaken as religious acts. Okay. Scripture tells us to pursue righteousness, pursue obedience. That's good. So I'm like, man, I'm not religious, but I'm pursuing obedience because I love Christ. As John 14, 15 says, right. uh, Jesus told his disciples, if you love me, you will keep my commands. That's not good. Not keep my commands to be loved. So if I claim to love Christ, as when we surrender our life to Christ, we're saying we love him. Then there should be a striving to be obedient to his word. So that's good. Uh, that's that's good. been my thing ever since. Yeah, man, I like that. And you are you are a young man. How old are you? Uh, Twenty nine. Just a baby, man. Michelle, ah. just a baby, Michelle. <laughs> hey, Miss Vanessa. So how did you get so so committed? And, and because see, you see a lot of people today. I mean, young or old, and, and I see a lot of it. You see a lot of people today that so anti religion or anti-church and anti-christ not their anti-christ but they're against yeah. anything to do with christ you you say you're a pastor you say you follow jesus and everybody be like yeah so what has got you so committed well one i i give credit to uh john ben patella he discipled me in college okay. at the university of connecticut and he helped me understand he gave me clarity and understanding that um that the christian Faith is categorized as a religion, but it's not a religion-based faith. I understand. I understand. That's good. And, and when he told me that, like, it kind of just opened my eyes and softened my heart to actually have a relationship with Christ. And since 2012, you know, I've been pursuing a relationship with Christ. But my relationship's been up and down. Just, I'm not perfect at all. I understand. Like, if I was perfect, there would be no reliance. You said that. You said that in your video. You said, you know... Confess your faults one to another, you know, yeah. the faithful, firm, prayer of a righteous man available. You say, now, wait a minute. Righteous, yeah. we're righteous. That doesn't mean you're looking for this perfect person. No, by no means. We're righteous through faith in Christ. And I make sure to emphasize things like that. I make sure to emphasize when I say we, because I'm in this walk with you guys, too. I'm not challenging you guys, and then I'm going on like I'm exhibiting anything. Like, I, I got to be obedient to this word as well. Right. And, yeah, it, it just it started in 2012, and it's been an up-and-down walk for sure. Um, um, but, you know, I, I just feel like if I, if I claim to love Christ as much as I say. Oh, that's good. And the second most important commandment that Jesus said is to love your neighbor, man. I need to be sharing the word of God. Yeah. And. And my goal, too, in a, in a way, I, you know, I don't have to make Christ popular. Everybody knows about him. That's right. But, That's good. You know, I, I work on making him modern and, and showing people that, like, you know, like, Jesus is really cool, man. Like, and I always say, like, think about, like, if you were just driving down the street, someone tried to shoot you <laughs> and someone Come took on. a bullet for you. You're going to have so much reverence for the person, a bullet that was meant for you, and someone jumped in front of that you, Come on. Come on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, bro, Jesus took a bullet for us, man. That's like, good. Why would we not have this reverence, this love for someone that sacrificed their life for us? And I'm just trying my best to plant seed. That's good. Um, and like I said, me planting seed, me speaking about the word, does not have to be done from a pastoral position. But if I right. came to love Christ, I want to spread his word. So. That's good. So that being said now, so so I— I, I'd say you're a motivational speaker. What what mm. would you tag yourself? Cause you you in this game for the Lord. Now you're in the game. You yeah. say everybody got a position. So are you a minister? Are you are you you want to be a pastor? You wanna no. you wanna have a no. church? Now I come to the first church, the first church service. Now me and Michelle will be there. We'll be there. Yeah. I'll be on the front row. So what would you what 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 title should we give you? Man, I mean, I'm just a servant of Christ, man. Uh like I said, we claim to be believers. Uh, you know, we should be striving to make disciples of men, you know. Uh, and I, if we claim to love Christ, that should just be imperative in our walk. And I'm not saying it from a 
again like at church you talk a religion. I feel talk, you. I feel you. Like man, like talking about Christ is part of my daily talk, man. I I got my my best friend. His name is Max. Uh huh. But still plays for the Cardinals, man. And the way we talk about Christ is just natural. Yeah, it's, it's just conversation. Like, okay, we're talking about sports and religion and this. Like no. This is just part of our talk. We just do right. It's not categorized like that. That's a that's a man. Yeah. That is awesome. Man. I'm so we so proud of you, man. I'm just glad to know you, man. You're an awesome yeah. young man, and I want you to know, as everybody that's listening today, and I want to say this to you. I am so encouraged by what you're doing. Um, I I admire you. I honor you because trust me, I understand the pressures that you have as a, as an athlete, as somebody mm -hmm. that's been in the NFL, you got all these groupies, you got people pulling yeah. at you and you stay level. You know, I watch some mm -hmm. of your videos and you're the same all the time. You know, mm -hmm. help, help me with this. I was on an interview last night and we were prepping and getting ready for this show. And we were talking about being emotional, being vulnerable. How quickly do you open up to somebody? What do you base your level of vulnerability on when you when you're just dealing with your friends and dealing with uh, young ladies or dealing with somebody that's really close to you, how soon are you to open up to somebody? Man, that's, that's honestly a tough question, man. Uh, I, I want to say part of it can be a convicting thing. Like I feel comfortable enough to open up. With okay, them. okay. Uh, but I, obviously, it's something to be cautious with too. Because like in reality, in this world, man, people would, would use your vulnerability against you. That's true. Uh, they see it as a weakness or as being soft or or use the the thing I confess to blackmail me in some sort. Right. Um, but I, I just feel like it's just a position I'm in with like certain friends. Um, like I, I was talking about my boy Max. Like right. Max knows 99.9% .9 of my life. Okay. Um, okay. I'm comfortable telling him all those things because there will be no judgment, but there will be love and a righteous correction where I, he can steer me back towards the path that's reflecting that's Christ. That's good word. That's good word. Uh, so yeah, it's it's hard to say time because like I said, some people may have history where they were vulnerable and like I said, backfired against them. So now there's a hindrance That's in regards to how much I'm open with. That's good. But um, like I said, we just go back to scripture, man. It encourages us to be vulnerable. I mean, people are put in position to be a here. Uh, you know, you got therapists. Therapists are great. That's right. Uh, and and stuff like that to go speak to them. And then like I said, ultimately, just the group of friends you have and where you stand with those friends, man. I, you can be open with them, and, and, and that could be through experience things. Because I love my friends, and I, and I talk about my friends throughout a lot of my videos. I, I boast in my friends and how that's much good, I love them. man. That's a blessing, man. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's good. So, so what? What's next for you? We want to know what's next. I, I see you starting to really rev up the social media mm -hmm. engine. So, so what's next on your agenda for for the upcoming days and months and years? Yeah, so I've been, um, you know, working with a marketing company in regards to trying to help. Obedience, religion, uh, okay. I guess it's off, okay. Per se. So just being patient with that, praying for the fruitfulness of that, and how much the Lord wants that to grow, He will allow it. And uh, and I feel like throughout my years, and just how much I still love the game, right? Uh, right. You know, I'm, I'm transitioning into like you know training receivers and tight ends. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, this specific skill stuff uh, out here in Arizona. Um, because like I said, you know, I know my boy Preston, he told me like, you know, just because you're not playing the game anymore, the right. world doesn't have to take that desire from you. It can just be transitioning you into okay. being a teacher. Pre Preston Williams? And, uh, no, Preston, uh, Pre Preston Hill. Okay, he, uh, okay. He didn't play in the NFL. He was somebody I met training with. Okay. He's a believer too. So we started fellowshipping together. And then I've seen how he trained guys. And, 
you know, uh, he likes my knowledge of the game, and I, I can be uh, proud of the knowledge I have at the position as well. And, uh, you know, he encouraged me to do that. That's something I kind of felt like the Lord was tugging on my heart to do yeah. out here. And uh, I just want to be good. obedient to that calling. Uh, okay. And, uh, that is good stuff, man. So how can people follow you on social media outlets? How how can we keep up with, with Jeremy Davis, the yeah. soon-to-be preacher, pastor, minister? Uh, no, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. So my Twitter, Instagram is uh, gday85, so G-D-A-Y, and the number 85. Okay. And uh, I have links to my YouTube page on both those outlets. So That's good, yeah. man. Well, listen, mom just typed in and said, Tyler is waiting for training. Oh, my brother. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I want my brother to play. I mean, my brother does play corner, but I want him to solely just focus on playing defense. I don't want him to follow what I did. Okay. My brother's nice, too. He, he, he's real good. Um, right. Yeah, but I, like I said, my buddy Preston, he does defensive back, so I do want to follow my brother out here. Okay. That, that is good. Well, let me ask you now. This is a this is a football-related question. What <laughs> – and, and and I need an unbiased opinion. What sure. do the Cowboys need to get over that hump? We want to go to the Super Bowl. What yeah. looking at our team, come up hundred feet looking at our team, what do the Cowboys lack? Because your the charges are nice. The charges looking yeah. good. And I'm surprised yeah. that the Bengals are playing so well. Yeah. So what do I, my boys need? I remember last year, just like saying being a fan of football, I know they had issues. Well, obviously injuries play the key back. So obviously health is imperative in all teams. But I know they struggled with the red zone offense last year. Okay. They moved the ball well. Okay. They had big, big yardage numbers, but in the red zone, they always stalled out. But we see this year they're, they're, they're starting to make up for those red zone woes. So, you know, they continue with that, and, and, and defense can continue to produce turnovers uh, this year. Because last year, I think they were 30th to 32nd okay. in the league in turnovers, and now Okay, Michelle, she's messing with us, saying Green Bay, Green Bay. So, real quick, gone. this yep. is for mom, real quick. So, Thursday night, the Packers play the Cardinals. The Cardinals are 7-0, and the Packers are 6-1. and Who's going to win that game? <laughs> Michelle, I'm with him. Michelle, I'm with him. I'm with and him. I, Michelle. I live in Arizona too, so I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta rock with them for that particular okay. thing, though. Yeah, but like my best friend starting that center, and that's and tight. I'm, that is yeah, tight, I'm, man. I'm, I'm Team Max, so wherever you at, I'm at. That man, listen. Much love to you, and if you ever need anything, if I can ever be of any help to you, you just feel free to reach out to me, man. You are an awesome young man, and I speak thank blessings you. over you, man. And and thank I'm you. telling you, you haven't seen anything yet. Thank you so much. I yeah, see that. Yeah, man. Love you, man, and keep doing what you do. And we'll holler at you later. And uh, go Cardinals. Yeah, go All right, it. man. Hey, y'all, that's an awesome young man. That's Brother Jeremy Davis. Uh, we got another great show lined up for Thursday. We're going to talk to somebody um, that's a, a breast cancer survivor. This is also Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And so we're going to talk to somebody that has um, survived that. And and she's just living life to the fullest out there in California. And so you guys hold tight. We're going to run to a quick commercial and uh, we'll be right back. Oh, I love you guys. Hey, Michelle. Hey, now, if you'd like to donate today to the Dr. Walter Sims Show, please donate at Cash App, <laughs> dollar sign, Walter H. Sims. Yes, that's Cash App. 
dollar sign W-A-L-T-E-R-H-S-I-M-S. That's Cash App, dollar sign Walter H. Sam. Hey, God, if you're sitting there, Michelle, if you're sitting there on my YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button and turn on the bell notification so you'll know when I go live. Uh, we're, we're on our way to a thousand followers and subscribers on YouTube. And I just love YouTube. I just uh, uploaded a video. Uh, I did a TikTok live last night. And so I uploaded that video to my YouTube channel. Uh, it was good. Had a great live last night. Um so if you're sitting there, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and share the uh, share my channel with some of your followers, about three of your followers a day. Share my channel. And uh, we the numbers are growing. We're reaching out. One of my sponsors of old told me, Dr. Sims, as long as you're talking, thank you, Michelle, as long as you're talking, somebody is listening. And I thank you guys for your support. And we have a good time on our show. We got to go about power word for the day. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. <laughs> Again, October is Depression Mental Health Awareness Month. I talked to a young man this afternoon. Um, has he admitted he had a, a bout with depression? Uh, mental health, state of successful performance of mental function, resulting in productive activities, fulfilling relationships with people, and the ability to adapt to change and to cope with adversity. Uh, I just enjoy talking to Jeremy. I could talk to him all day. Uh, just his level of positivity. Uh, he knows what he's wanting to do. He knows the direction that the Lord has him in. And he's plugging ahead. He's forging ahead, you know. And that's a strong mental health awareness, you know what I'm saying? But I got a word. I want to coach Mental health, purpose, you exist for a reason. Part of mental anguish comes when you're not living on purpose. Let me let me hit this button. It's time to live. I just talked, I just hired, uh, somebody just hired me to work with them as their coach, as their life coach. And part of mental anguish, parenthetically, depression, part of mental anguish comes from when you don't know why you're here. Les Brown says the two most important days in a person's life is the day that they were born and the day they figure out why. Purpose, you exist for a living. And I told my new client, you've only been existing for 47 years. You haven't been living. Dr. Sims, you're right. So many people, eight out of 10 people are only existing. Only two out of 10 people are actually living their best life. And your best life is bounded by you living on your purpose. Now, if you do, if you want to throw out analytics, if you want to disregard the statistics, you do a you do a sample yourself. Post it on your Facebook page, post it on your Instagram channel. Ask your followers how many of y'all know why you're here. How many of you today know why you're here? Call 10 of your friends and ask them. Dr. Sims gave me an assignment. And I understood the assignment. I'm calling you to ask you real simple. Are you living on purpose? Yes or no? And write, write it down. Write down. Call 10 friends and ask them, are you living on purpose? No. Are you living on purpose? Yes. Are you living on purpose? No. Are you living on purpose? No. Are you living on purpose? No. Are you living on purpose? Well, I think so. No, 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 no. If you are, you would know. I promise you, two out of 10 people, maybe three, maybe three out of 10 people know why they're here. Really? Really? And part of mental anguish, 
part of mental anguish comes from you not living on purpose. And so my challenge for you, my challenge for you is real simple. Answer the question, what if I did it? That thing you've been called to do. Number two, you need to make a decision, decide to do it and get some help, i.e. talk to Dr. Sims. Because having a life coach, business owners, remember personal development is a business expense. And so you need to have somebody in your life that's gonna help you figure out what you need to be doing. And remember, if you stay high on life, life is gonna stay high on you. Somebody need to hear this today. Are you living on purpose? Are you living on purpose? You exist for a reason, okay? Let's talk a little relationship. We touched on it. Uh, Jeremy and I touched on it. Lisa and I talked last evening about this, and it's on my YouTube channel. A man's willingness to be vulnerable is directly proportional to a woman's response. And I, I like what Jeremy said. If if I feel led. If I'm, I'm kind of convicted to do so, if I'm kind of pulled and tugged to open up a little bit, I'll do it. But as a whole, especially when you get into know somebody, this is bounded by time also. A man's willingness to be vulnerable is directly proportional to a woman's response. Dr. Sims, explain that in layman's terms. It's real simple. If I open up to you, Michelle, or Miss Vanessa, or Wilma, if I open up to you, and you like, really? Because you heard him say, I don't want to feel like I'm, I don't want you to judge me. This is just, I'm, I'm, I'm opening up, and, and I don't need you to uh, label it or judge it. I'm just telling you what's on my heart. Okay? That hurt my feelings. Come on, Dr. Sam. Come on, man. Man up. I, I don't need to hear that from you. I'm willing to tell you something uh, that, that hurt me. Oh, come on, man. Get over there. Let's keep going. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to open up to you anymore. Cause you shut me down. And I know a lot of women say, well, I'm, I'm not responsible for your level of vulnerability. Well, you, 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 you want to, you want me to match your vulnerability. You're willing to be vulnerable with me. But if I'm, I'm, I'm shut down, you're going to shut down. So you want me to open up. So you got to receive that in the right way. An example I used last night with Michelle, let's just say me and Michelle at dinner. And I tell Michelle, oh, I left, I don't know where I left my wallet. I think it's, I may have left it in the Uber. I may have left it at the hotel. I don't know where my wallet is. I, I mean, we at Ruth Chris, we had a nice restaurant. Michelle can do one or two things. A, she can be like, well, I don't know what we're going to do because I can't help you. Hey, Maddie, I can't help you. Oh, <laughs> you know, well, at that point, I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, I'm feeling some kind of way because I forgot my wallet. You trip and tell me, I don't know what we're going to do. That, that meal was good. I'll holler at you later. And you leave me there with the chick. Okay, okay. Or Michelle could simply say, Dr. Sam, I got you. I got you. It, don't even worry about it. Don't trip. I, I got you this time. I want to bless you this time. Oh, you see what I'm saying? So so a lot of time, women play a big role in whether or not men are willing to open up. So, and I, I said today on my Instagram, well, ladies, put yourself in our shoes. You won't, you won't, you, you are not going to open up to somebody if you feel judged or they shut you down or they make you feel some kind of way. 
you're going to kind of keep your feelings close to the vest. So if, if you feel like that, when it comes to a man, it comes to us men folk, be understanding and help us out. And one of the things I told the fellows last night, just, just be honest. Start being honest and start sharing and do a little bit at a time. If you're in a relationship right now, go to your significant other and say, baby, I heard Dr. Sims. I was listening to Lisa. I was on the Dr. Sims daily show today, and I heard Dr. Sims say, hey, man, just start practicing and open up to your, your boo thing. I know, right? <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> right? I, I, I'm going to open up, baby. I, I'm going to probably start practicing. I'm going to open up and let you know how I feel. I'm going to let you know how I feel. And, and she's going to be like, okay, okay. And what I do with couples that I coach is that we have a no judgment zone. Well, you can be vulnerable without judgment. And just sit and be honest with each other. Again, But again, that's bounded by time. And if you're not in relationship, fellas and ladies, if you're not in relationship, get your journal. Get your journal. And, and when things start to mess with you and bother you, just, just write them down and say, listen, I was at work today. And you know what this happened? My supervisor went off about nothing. I sent the information in an hour early and, and, and somehow or another ended up in their spam folder. And, and he thought I didn't send him the information on time. And come to find out it was in his spam folder. But that made me feel some kind of way. I, I have a great work ethic. And just start jotting stuff down. All right? But, but, and, and, I, and I said another thing last night. When you on a date with somebody for the very first time, don't treat it like a job interview. Just, just go there to enjoy your dinner together. And just have a good time. And one thing Lisa said, I love talking. And so if there's silence, I freak out, you know, and I just, ah, I start going into interview mode. Well, I said, kind of relax a little bit, back up and just, just breathe. But anyway, guys, hasn't this been a great show today? I love y'all so much. I love my show. I want to give a shout out. Um, let me see. Hold on a second. Introductory saying, here we go. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> thanks, Jeremy, one more time for stopping by the show today. We got another show lined up for Thursday. Uh, Miss Cherie is going to be here with us. I'm going to reach out to her and get a pitch and everything and get the ad ready. I hope everybody is doing all right. Go Cowboys. Y'all know how we do. You know I had to wear a jersey because we had a, a former NFL receiver on the show today. You know I had to represent. Michelle. <laughs> Miss Vanessa, as always, good to see you. Good to see everybody. Hey, Maddie, hope everybody's doing all right. This month is almost over. Thanksgiving is around the corner. Christmas is around that corner. Then New Year's will be here. And I'm going to ask you one more time, are you living on purpose? Are you vulnerable enough to live on purpose? And it's, it's not popular all the time. Purpose is not popular all the time, but it'll help your mental health. You get in the right lane, it's going to help your mental health. All right, and remember, if you stay high on life, life is going to stay high on you. Hey, now, if you'd like to donate today to the Dr. Walter Sims Show, please donate at Cash App, dollar sign, Walter H. Sims. Yes, that's Cash App, dollar sign, W-A-L-T-E-R-H-S-I-M-S. -S. That's Cash App. Dollar sign, water.